Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are punching your tickets and taking you for a ride this wonderful weekend here in southeastern Wisconsin. Welcome, folks. We're glad you're with us this morning. We come to you, of course, every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, we are unrehearsed, and we are Danny Bush to my left, and I'm Tommy the True Neubauer. We have Greg Janik on the boards. So when you call us at 414-799 with your questions or comments, you'll be talking to Greg first. Well, welcome aboard, folks. We do appreciate you coming with us this morning. we got a lot to discuss today, but first of all, i got to tell everybody something, Greg. Well, Danny's... Using the bathroom, I guess. <laughs> He's not here right now. Uh, last week, we gave away two one-year subscriptions, you know, to the uh, Badger Sportsman magazine. And I dropped the ball. They were in my briefcase. Instead of taking them out when I left the show and putting them on my seat, and then I remembered to mail them out, well, I left them in the briefcase, and I forgot. So, folks, the two winners, don't worry. They're getting mailed out on Monday. Monday they'll get mailed out. You should have them Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. So I apologize profusely. Uh, Second of all, just want to let you know that Deer Fest is going to be August 4th through the 6th. I think that's next week, right, Greg? I think so. Uh, Yes, sir. And uh, Deer Fest is going to be up at the Washington County uh, uh, Fair Park in West Bend. And uh, I tried getting in touch touch with uh, Ted Nugent because Ted Nugent's going to be there. It's a non-musical appearance. He's doing a seminar on deer hunting. And uh, I guess he doesn't like getting up early for radio shows. He'll get up early for deer hunting, but not radio shows. And uh, he said he could do a, a radio interview on Friday. But I said, we don't do that. We, we're live. You know, we do everything live. That's because you know, we don't know how to do that other stuff. 
<laughs> Why don't you pre-record an interview? Well, how? I mean, I don't. I'd have to come down to the station. Mm-hmm. I'd have to. Well, I'd have to. Down. Yeah, me and Greg will come yeah. down. But I mean, I'd have to hook up with some producer here. You're, you know, we're what, talking Greg? to a producer. No, but he'd have to take a special. He might be working. So, Greg, you know what I need you to do? I need you during one of these breaks to maybe explain to me or show me what what we could do if I just came in by myself or Danny, you know, to record an interview. Let me look at the schedule to see what's going on on Friday. Well, oh no, he's he's he said it would have to be this yesterday. Oh, it's too late. Oh, yeah, it's too late. That's well, why, why are we even talking about it? Well, now? I'm just yeah, letting people know that yeah, uh, that uh, Nugent, they don't care that Nugent is going to be <laughs> they there. They don't care. <laughs> Oh, anyway, listen, if you want to know when Ted Nugent is going to be there at the Washington County Fair Park in West Bend, just go to uh, DeerFest.com, and you'll they'll have the whole list of who's going to be there and all that stuff. So I just thought to let people know. But, yeah. He, yeah, I would have come in, me and Greg. We oh, I would have right? came in, but then I got to try to find a producer to come well, in I to do, do it. Well, he might be working. Ross, I just, Rami did it with John, it, yeah. no problem. Yeah, well. If John set it up. Ten yeah. years ago. Well, here's the thing. If John could get it organized, I don't, I don't think I could just. Could I don't think I could just call Greg and say, "Hey, Greg, can you meet me down at the station at two o'clock today?" And Greg says, oh, "I'm working, buddy." You say, <laughs> Is anybody available? And they they talk yeah. to whoever's having yeah. coffee in the back room or outside having a yeah. smoke, and they say, "I'll do it." Yeah, yeah, that'll be the day. Yeah. Somebody will say, "Yeah, I'll do it." <laughs> they tell us go pound sand. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I stopped out by you yesterday, and you were getting ready to go out fishing. Had the, you just put the boat in the water. Uh, that, that was wasn't on Thurs- yesterday. No, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, you just put the boat in the water. Yeah. Went out Thursday and got a, uh, let's see, got a pike and a muskie. Nice pike? Yeah, getting some yeah. nice pike out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about That's- a 30... 33, 34-incher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was on trolling? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so there's going to be some uh, nice pike. They're really doing a good job. Um, Tom Kep and uh, the walleyes for tomorrow. And a whole lot of people have done a lot to really help the lake. The pike are coming back. Um, caught something that I haven't caught in 17 years of trolling out there, Tom. It's probably been 17 years. A sheephead. Nope. A carp. Keep going. A dogfish. Dogfish, otherwise known as a bowfin. Get on that buzzer. Get on that buzzer. <laughs> no, you, you caught a walleye? Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, but you well, got it. Well, you, you should have got three buzzes before you oh, got that Oh, I see. One. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. Now give the ring. Give the ring. Oh, okay. Thank that's you for the very walleye. much. Got All a 25-inch right. walleye. Oh, that's a dandy. That's a yeah, big one. Yeah, that was a nice one. Wow. Yeah, 25-inch walleye. So you caught a nice Had walleye, a nice pounds. pike, and a muskie. Wow, you caught all three. Yeah. Trifecta this yeah. week, buddy. That was all right. Yeah, yeah. And let the walleye go because mm-hmm. people people keep letting those big walleyes go. That's going to be, you know, good for the future. Out yeah, there. it will be. Yeah, definitely. And if you are, what you should do, if you fish walleyes on Pewaukee, join the Pewaukee chapter of Walleyes for Tomorrow. If you catch a legal walleye uh, 18 inches or bigger, send a picture in, and you'll get a certificate for a free fish fry. Yeah, not don't send it to us. Send it to Walleyes for Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, send it to Tom Neubauer. <laughs> For and by pe- the way, not only that, if you've got a 20-inch crappie. Oh, yeah, here we go. you here got a 20-inch crappie, Greg. 
Dan will send, oh, send you a thousand dollars. Send that to Tom yeah. Neubauer. No, Dan, Dan and Greg will take care of you on that. So walleye free fish fry at <laughs> Neubauer's family restaurant. Yeah, there you go. You know, you should have opened a yeah. restaurant, Tom. You know, I'll tell you what. My son Chris, a number of years back, because you know, he, I used to guide up on Manaqua, Tomahawk, and Kawagasaga. Okay, up there in Manaqua. Say that fast as you can. Yeah, I know. And uh, my son goes up there. Well, we. The, me and my boys would go up there, you know, and fish too, you know. But then he started going up with his girlfriend every Labor Day weekend, all right? And a number of years back, he said to me, he says, you know, Dad, they don't have a Mexican restaurant up here. We should open up a Mexican restaurant. And it's like... You're not Mexican, Tom. You don't have to be Mexican to open up a Mexican sure restaurant. Sure you do. No, you don't. Everybody yeah, who owns so, a Mexican restaurant is Mexican. But anyway, and uh, of course we just put, it was just one of those ideas. You know, we should do this, you know. And of course it never does. Well, somebody did open up a Mexican restaurant up there, and it is gangbusters. Yeah, they have opened it up a number of years ago, and it is doing great. And they only have to be open up in the summertime, Yeah, you know. And then they close down in the winter. And they, they do extremely well. Wow, you show me one of those 20-inch yeah. crappies, I said, I'll give you $1,000. There we go. That's it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Greg. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to put you on Take my list. a while li- to find it. I'm going to put so, you on my so list. Tom, <laughs> You're going to go on my list. Tom, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> what, what was going to be the name of your Mexican restaurant? I have no idea. We never went that far. I don't know. Is it just? It was a good <clears> idea. It's just like... Um, up and down Capitol Drive, from let's say from Brookfield all the way out to Pewaukee. Yeah, you know what? There's not. I mean, and that's a busy area. Right, a lot of businesses and everything. Yep. There's no Italian restaurant. I mean, excuse me, no Italian bakery. Were you going to open one of those too? Hey, if I was younger, I would. But you're not Italian. It's all right. I got to be Italian to have hey, an Italian bakery. I got friends who are Italian that we can use their name. <laughs> As a matter of fact, they're too I don't think there's an Italian restaurant. I don't know if there. Oh, there might be by a Bartolotta's up there or something, but I don't know. They're all steakhouses. Yeah, I know, but I mean, isn't there a Bartolotta's Italian restaurant downtown or someplace? I don't know. Downtown uh, Tosa. Yeah. Well, Tom, yeah. you're not Italian. on State Street, but not yeah. on Capitol. Yeah, not on. No, that's what I mean on Capitol. Yeah, I don't your, know. your Italian friends are too busy yeah. being involved in illegal yeah. activities. They don't have time to help yeah. you. Not all Italians Italian. are involved in illegal activities. Yeah, Tom's friends of, are. No, they're not. As a matter of fact, one of my friends is going to be in the studio today. Sal Marchese's coming in at seven o'clock with his son Luca. Luca is going to tell us about some big fish he caught up in Alaska. So, you know. They're going to be in here Weren't today. Weren't they bringing you some watermelon or something? No, they're bringing you guys some stuff. They are? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Greg gets an orange, you get an apple. <laughs> Boy, it's, no, it's Sal, worth getting Sal, up this morning. Sal said, yeah, <laughs> Sal said he was going to bring something in, yeah. So anyway, they got a warehouse full of produce. So uh, anyway, he said he was going to bring something. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he'll be in at 7 o'clock. His son Luca is... Uh, is like a, a young, I forget what it is now, maybe eight or nine years old. He's like an electronic wizard or something, this little guy. He'll take apart electronic things, put them back together. He loves that stuff. So he asked his dad if he could come and see the radio station and see all their electronic stuff. And, Boy, well, if I'd I known know. I would have brought my much. old clock radio that's broke. Yeah, maybe give it kid, to Luca to fix. Here you kid go, could kid. Fish, fix that. <laughs> Unless he's just one of those kids that likes taking stuff apart, <laughs> you know. There, there are a lot of kids like that. Like, 
Like I'm good at, well, like when we were going to take down our, our, our chimney had a go. And uh, we're going to put in what's called a bee vent from the water heater. And uh, I said, I told my wife, I said, I can do that. I can knock down that chimney and put in a bee vent. And she said, no, you're not. So then uh, I said, well, I can knock down the chimney. I'm not good at putting it back up, but I can knock it down. She said, no, you're not. We're going to let professionals do that. And I said, oh, well, all right, fine. Wife is a wise I, woman there. Yeah, I think so. But, you know, us guys, I think we're good at taking stuff apart and knocking stuff down. It's putting it back up again or putting it together. That You uh, don't have to know how to do any of that stuff. You just have to have a buddy who does. Yeah. Got to have my whole the life, guy. You my the whole guy. life I've had buddies who can do that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I do not attempt to do anything that I know I can't yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I was telling Greg when we first came in this morning, you know, in life, sometimes it's the small things that make us happy. You know, sometimes just so, something very minor that makes us feel good. Now, on my hedge trimmer, I always had a cord, right? And I hated doing that cord. I, I don't, can't tell you how many times I'd cut that cord with the hedge trimmer and then have to splice it all back together. Got the black electrical tape on the orange you know, extension cord. Well, I went out and I bought a battery-operated hedge trimmer. Was that wonderful it was so easy trimming all the hedges and the bushes bushes with that oh i'm telling you it's like i'm looking forward to doing it the next time it was oh it was wonderful tom liked it tom liked it so much greg there's not a a bush or hedge left in the neighborhood he was just going yard to yard cutting stuff i was like edward scissors hands you know just buzzing away leaves flying around you know doing yeah no it was it was a lot easier without that darn cord and anybody listening Who's got a trim stuff and he, who has used the cord and now uses battery operated? Now they know they they know that that is a lot easier. You can now hire Tom, ten dollars no, an hour. No, don't hire me. No, no, don't hire me. <laughs> yep, he'll c- come on over and he'll take care of it. And if you happen to have a twenty-inch crappie in the cooler, he'll yeah, give you a grand. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there we go. Alive. You show me one. Still theoretically return tomorrow or even. What are you doing over there, Greg? Getting a little finger happy with the buttons. He's pressing all kinds of buttons over there. Jeez. You're like John when he used to be pressing all the buttons like crazy. Homer yeah. Simpson in the nuclear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just press all the buttons and see what happens. Well, listen, when we come back, what do you got coming up next, Danny? When we come back, what you, you got something coming up? You were out late last You know what? Danny's going to tell us where he was last night. He was out late last night. But it's a big festival. That, gonna, would, gonna that ha- would require me remembering. Yeah. Going to happen again tonight out at the Pewaukee Beach. We'll tell you all about that. And, of course, we got fishing and hunting stuff, too, coming up. So stay tuned for more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. My beards are pretty scary. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live and unrehearsed from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. I'm oh. Dan Bush, along with Tom Neubauer, the hedge trimmer. Where were you last night? Taste of Lake Country in Pewaukee. And uh, the bands were great. And uh, 
It'll be going on again tonight. Yeah, they set up a stage right on the right beach. On the beach. To, right on the beach there. And down, great bands, yeah. great food. Yeah, they got all kinds of great vendors yeah. with uh, all the restaurants. Right. You can sample all the food and so forth. The ice, so, cre- the ice cream shop across the street, that's pretty good. Yeah, they got the chocolate factory yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and were there a lot of people there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Tons of people. Yeah. Tons of people. I got like six people sleeping on my living room floor right now. I had to step over bodies on the way out the door. I don't know who they are, but, uh, yeah, people are landing there. So, uh, so you know, if that was me, I'd be renting them space. Yeah. Well, Tom, you're, that way you could. I'm aff- an entrepreneur. Yeah, you'd be able to aff- afford batteries from the Dollar dollar Generals for your battery-controlled hedge trimmer uh, you're so excited yeah. about. Yeah. Got a new drill, too. <coughs> but anyway, what were you going to do? Well, I don't know. I was... no? You know, I was going to say, Danny, that, you know, August, on the fishing side of it, August is the time of the year where you got a lot of weed growth out, you know. You got a lot of that slop and, 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 and milfoil and all that stuff. Now's the time of the uh, year that uh, those topwater baits, you know, like the frogs and whatever, this is when they really come in the sh- their own now, you know, when you got a lot of that crap on the water, you know. What causes on the lakes, I think you call it the snot. Yeah, call elephant snot. Oh, is that, that what you call it? Elephant, elephant snot, snot. That green, slimy weed or whatever it is. Because there's been like <clears throat> balls. Of yeah, it balls of it floating around mm-hmm. on the lake. I, I, what I don't, causes elephant snot? Tom? I have no idea. All I know is Wait I hate you know that everything, stuff. Tom. No, I hate that stuff. You see it attached to some weeds. It seems like, but I don't know. It just man. I'll tell you. One time we were up on Long Lake, up by Dundee. You know, just uh, north of West Bend there. And we get out there that day, my son and I, and it, it the elephant's not was all, the whole lake was full of it, from the deep to the shallow. And you had to look for pockets in it to cast a bait to get down in, like we were throwing mini mites for the crappies. We could catch fish. There were fish down there. But if you landed any kind of lure in that elephant's not, you know, you got to bring it back and clean it all off. I mean, well, oh, you it's think terrible. it's getting through, but it's not. No, yeah, but it's not. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Now, when you're trolling, Danny, do you have, do you put anything extra on your line to stop it getting to the lure, or does the well does the leader stop it, or what? With all the floating weeds on uh, Pewaukee. Now, actually, I'll back up when when they had the no wake out there. Yeah, that was not too bad for the fishermen. Yeah, because then you didn't have as many pleasure boaters out there roaring around, tearing the stuff up in the right, shallows. Right. The next thing you know. Uh, you got all the floating stuff. But as far as weed protection, there's several things that you do out there, or prevention. Most guys, when they troll, put their rod tips down in the water. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody freaks when they see you put the rod down in the water. But basically, the most of the floating weeds will get loaded up right onto your rod right. as opposed to hitting your line and it's running on Sliding your all the way yeah. down, yeah. So that's one method. And then... Different people will put various things, maybe you know, a couple feet up from your from your uh, lure. Um, I like to use those pink plastic uh, trolling rudders. Mm-hmm. They're not designed to be weed catchers, but Steve Milliot started using those twenty some years ago, and I thought, hey, what's that pink thing on your line? Mm-hmm. He says, well, that kind of catches the weeds. Mm-hmm. So, Got a question? Yeah. What about when you're using a planer board? Do they all get caught up on the planer board? And then does that affect the planer board? Yeah, well, that's the problem. Uh, you can The board will be able to handle some weeds mm-hmm. if you're dragging a little bit. But if you get a, a massive mound on them, that'll just sag and put too much pressure on your board. And, mm-hmm. and you got to wind it in. 
mm-hmm. wind in and check. So if there's a lot of weeds, you're better off not even using the planer boards. Oh, really? Yeah. You're better off not uh, not even bothering. But uh, right now, um, fishing's, you know, trolling should be good there for a while. Now, water temperatures haven't gotten too high. I think uh, it was out the other day, 77, but then I think it did get up close to 80 uh, the last time I was out. Uh, but right now, water releases mm. are a good idea. Uh, if you don't have to pull them in, take right, a picture right. of them. Um, well, you know, when I was saying about like those frogs in the slop, whenever you buy uh, one of those frog lures, the hooks on them aren't real sharp, it seems like. I mean, they're sharp, but not some some baits, you know, the, the $10, $12 lures, yeah, those hooks are sharp. But generally on the $5, 6 $7 lures, they're not as sharp, and you really have to sharpen those hooks. Well, uh, you, that's so important. There's so many frogs, Tom. What yeah. for for the for the bass? What type of frog do you recommend? There's there's a whole bunch of different ones out there. The scum frog. The uh, oh oh I can't I just had the name of it in the top of my head and I can't think of it right now. I actually there's a whole bunch of them. But the thing with using frogs in the slop is that you'll get a lot of hits, but you won't get as many hookups. You know, I mean, I I don't know a ratio or anything, but it's like let's say, for every ten hits you get hooked up in the, you know, that you get in the slop, you might only catch three or four or five of those fish. Uh, and one thing that when you're working those frogs in the slop, you, you, as soon as you there's that swirl or that big boil or splash, you don't set the hook right away. You feel tension on the line, because sometimes those fish miss it, and you know it's like they hit it and then they suck it in. You know. So you got to feel tension on the line before you set the hook. Well, and it takes a couple seconds, you know. Will they s- grab it and swim off with it in their mouth just like a, yeah. a plastic yeah. worm Yeah, just like or anything. Yeah, they'll, they'll hit it big, t- big time too sometimes. Some, sometimes it's, it'll be just a slurp if it's like if you're working in lily pads. But sometimes it's a big splash, a big swirl, you know. And, so how long and, does it take them before they th- realize, hey, this well, is a plastic frog well, and spit it out. By the time they're doing that, you already set the hook. So okay, yeah, you already set the hook. But but yeah, it, it's just that your your hookups aren't. It's not a hundred percent when you're working in there because and a lot of times these fish miss. You know, I mean, you're going along with that frog and all of a sudden, wham! You see the big boil, the big splash, and all they did was like hit it out of the way. It goes a couple feet away from them. So what's the retrieve you should use with the plastic frog? You're just plopping along little twitches, you know? Because years ago, this is what I had read, Tom, for, mm-hmm. for bass. I don't know if this is true. You cast out, you let your frog or your rapala or whatever, your top water, hit the water, and then the rings go out, and you wait for those rings to kind of go out for, you know, mm-hmm. five, ten seconds to send the sound waves out to let all the, all the bass yeah. around know that, hey, something just hit the water over there. Then you start slowly working it. And then if you get it on top of a lily pad, then you pop it into a little opening yep. and leave it sit yeah, there for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and then work it. But if I'm working the top water in in open water where, you know, there's no weeds around, but there's weeds under it. Right. Let's say like a pop bar. I don't work it slow. A lot of guys, you know, they'll just go, bloop, you know, give it a little twitch and the lure kind of bloop, goes like that. Then they wait. And then right. they give it a little twitch and they wait. No, not me. I'm I'm twitch, 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 twitch. I'm I'm doing it faster. And that thing is going left, right, up, down, left, right, and it's spraying water. And I because if you ever see fish, you know, bait fish running away from predators, they're not, you know, just going a little bit and stopping. 
they're moving, boom, 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 you know what I mean, trying to get away. So I'm trying to imitate what those bait fish are doing when they're trying to get away from a, from a predator fish. So I'm working it a lot faster. Yeah, you know, last week we were talking about the <clears throat> top 50 baits, lures of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you had mentioned the jitterbug. Yeah, yeah. I think you had mentioned yeah. that one. Yeah. And uh, how would you work? Okay. When I was a kid growing up, there were three top waters for bass. There was the old snag-proof frog, which right. was also the fish-proof frog, because right, you couldn't exactly. any of them. Right, exactly. And uh, the little, the green one. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was the uh, jitterbug mm-hmm. and the hula popper. Right. Yeah. So, how would the, the jitterbug? How would you work that? That's just That's steady a retrieve. St- steady, straight retrieve. You want the noise, the vibration, bloop, 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 bloop. You know how it's okay. coming along. Steady retrieve. The hula popper being the concave lip on there. Right. You just twitch it. It sprays water, and it makes that sound. You could make well. You could with the hula popper. I I remember as a kid, if you gave a hard downward kind of a twitch, it would kind of give a big, you know. And it was like bubbles. Bubbles. Yeah. Made a real cool bloop. Yeah. Yeah. And that I was, never caught a fish on that hula popper, no? but I had fun oh. making it make yeah. the bloop sound. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you another thing too is if you're fishing at night, which is a actually nighttime bass fishing is fun. I mean, I like it; it's very productive. But uh, and my most productive lure, and I'll swear by this up and down, the most productive lure to use at night is is a a big spinner bait with a big Colorado blade. See, Colorado blades are those round ones. Right. They give off. More vibration than like a willow leaf or Indiana blade. They give off much more vibration, and that's what you want at night. Is the so? Vibration. Are you bulging that along the surface, or are you working at subsurface? Well, if I'm throwing in shallow water, then I'm, you have I'm, to. I'm just under the surface. Yeah, okay. and it's like you can feel, and it's got to be an oversized Colorado blade that when you're reeling in, you know how you can feel that thump, 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 yep. thump of the blade turning. As soon as that blade, as soon as you stop feeling that thumping, you set the hook. Now, yeah, it might be a weed, but then again, it might be a fish that just assumed the bait, you know, is coming at you, and it just you just don't feel the thumping anymore, the blade spinning. But, yeah, the big Colorado at night, spinnerbait, oh, yeah, definitely. That is a killer. And I'll tell you something else about nighttime fishing after this break. Coming up next is the gut report. And then, uh, well, don't forget, and after the next break at quarter to Yeah, when's seven, the guy with the watermelons get here? At 7 o'clock. Sal Greg, and Luca. Greg wants to know. <laughs> Greg wants to know. Uh, then we got the, the Hornschwaggle at quarter two. So we got a number of things coming up. Stay tuned for more with Danny Bush, Tommy the True Newbauer. And we'll be right back with more. The Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. You know, like last week I was talking about zucchini, and I can't remember what I said about it. But I this week I wanted to make sure I told you and now I might have did this last week. I can't remember. So you got to excuse me. I'm old. Uh, I like frying my zucchini. Yeah, that was last week. Oh, I did that last week? All right. Then I'm going to tell you to the, the, forget the fried zucchini. How about Jeez. making your spaghetti sauce when you make it at home, you know, when you're making your own spaghetti sauce, adding diced zucchini to it. We do this all the time. Now, as a matter of fact, today I'm going to be taking mild Italian sausage, 
zucchini, and I'm going to be using a tomato sauce and some diced tomatoes and all that and some garlic and a little onion and, a, and oregano. But adding that uh, uh, mild Italian sausage and zucchini to it, I'm telling you, man, it, it is really great. There's a lot of things you can do with zucchini. Those are just a few. Try it. I know you will like it. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by the way, Sal Marchese will be in the studio at 7 o'clock with his son, Luca. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma and Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. This yeah. week on the... Yeah, we're, yeah, man, we're done. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Well, Danny, you know what's coming up pretty soon? Fall Fest over at Midwestern Shooter Supply. Uh, Midwestern Shooter Supply will once again demonstrate its commitment to family and community at the Sporting Goods Store's ninth annual at least 10,000 people are expected to attend this free event event on August 18th and 19th. They're right on the corner of Highway 67 and 41. You can't miss them. Fall, Fall Fest is uh, first and foremost a means for Midwestern Shooter Supply to help support local clubs and organizations. You know, Randy, who's a co-owner, they, they do a lot for the local area. Yep. Places, I mean, kind of like uh, the the Lomira High School football team, Lomira Future Farmers of America, uh, the Lomira Lions Club, uh, Camelsport Youth Trap Shooting. Uh, there's so many wings over Wisconsin. Fire, the Lo, Lomira Fire Department, you know, they 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 raise a lot of money for these people. Not only will there be food and raffles, but it's an opportunity for to check out the offerings of from a number of manufacturers. Uh, Benelli, Beretta, Browning, Smith & Wesson, Ruger, Sig. They will have them all there, and you can test them. You can actually try them out, Danny. Uh, firearm enthusiasts are t- advised to bring some form of payment. Now, if you go up there, Danny, you got to bring cash, credit card, or check. I was all just right. going to drop your name and yeah, say well, I knew. Yeah, you, you can know, do that. Tom Newbauer Yeah, because here. there's going to be great deals because they have the 75-plus gun auction. And they just auction off guns, and you can get some really good deals at out, out there. And you know, not only do, do they have shooting supplies and guns, but they also have camping, fishing, hunting, archery, and other products. So live entertainment will be featured on Friday and Saturday evenings. And for the most up-to-date Midwestern Shooter Supplies Fall Fest information, you can go to their website at mwshooters.com. Find out all the info about it. I'm sure we'll have Randy in talking about it again. You've been up there, yep. of course. Yeah, it's so a great have I. time. It's, um, and it and you know people, it's like a little rummage sale too. You get there early, early, set up your stuff. You well, know, yeah, there are people yeah. that. Uh, Gordy, yeah. Gordy does that. One of the technicians yeah. at yeah, Gordy's out there. Yeah, he's, he's setting up stuff, selling olders and and I think he sells duck checking out skirts. Too. Yeah, that's old Gordy. Yeah, that's Gordy. Yeah, our our talented but, uh, star, but. Uh, Seriously, um, mm. if you're looking to buy some firearms, uh, it's a good good time to go up there. Yeah, and I, rumor has it yeah. they'll be offering some pretty good deals. This is, without a doubt, the best time of the year at Midwestern Shooter Supply to buy a firearm because of the fact that everything's on sale, everything's at the lowest possible price. So this is the time when you can get your best deals. Matter of fact, I want to go up there because I want to get my new concealed carry gun. 
So, and I know just what I want, and I'm going to go up there and get it. So what are you going to get? It's a secret. Come on, you can tell I can't everybody. Tell you. I can't tell you. See, I've got a 9 millimeter Keltec. I can't tell you. Why can't you say I, anything? It's a secret. Well, nobody cares what kind of I'll, concealed I'll carry. I'll show it to you when I get it. There's I'll, guys who write magazine articles talking about I, what they carry. Yeah, Greg, can I, when I get are it, can I, bring, can I bring it in and show you guys in the studio here? No, you yeah, can't. Not, not yeah. in the studio. They don't okay. let you. Well, why not? Why they, not? They don't have a sign up or nothing. Oh, don't no. they? No. no. I can bring it in and show it. To you? Well, you're right. John had that sawed-off. No, I brought in. A, I brought in a shotgun. A sawed-off shotgun in here yeah. one time, man. Yeah, I brought that in. We're, we're, we're not we're, serving alcohol, so that's all that matters. Yeah, we're not. When no. did we stop? <laughs> oh, anyway, nighttime bass fishing, Danny. You know, I used to think moving right along. Yeah, moving right along. I used to think that like a buzzbait and a jitterbug were the best for nighttime bass fishing. Yep. And then I met a man years ago named Hal Walker. He was on WISN for many years. He would do the news and updates and stuff. And he had that one of those deep resonating voices that was just made for radio. Yeah. But anyway, like you, Tom. and I went fishing with Hal. We we struck, he was an, a lot older than me, you know, a lot a, older. He was a hell of a fisherman. Yeah, guy. he was, you know, but his lures never saw the light of day. He only fished, him and his buddy only fished at night. Really? And they fished out on Lake Beulah, and I fished Lake Beulah too. And anyway, we struck up a friendship somehow. And so we went out at night. And he told me, and I, well, I told him, I said, yeah, buzz baits, jitterbugs, that's it for night. And he said, nope. He says a big spinner bait with a big Colorado blade, preferably a hair skirt, but it really doesn't matter, and and a trailer hook. You got to have that stinger hook. On okay. And I'll tell you what, he proved to me night after night. I could be in the front of the boat. He could be in the front. It didn't matter who was where. That spinner bait always caught more fish. Always. I mean, yeah, I caught some fish on buzz baits and jitterbugs, but. The spinnerbait with the big Colorado blade always caught now, more fish. Now, are you going to get your biggest, bigger bass at night, too? I wouldn't necessarily say so. No? But you catch some really nice ones. He, he caught several really big ones at night. But, uh, but here's the interesting thing. If you go out at night on any lake, and let's say you're over 30, 40 feet of water, you will find emerald shiners and other minnows and, and bluegills. You will find them right up near the surface. What we would do is we take, uh, I had one of those big spotlights, and I'd shine the surface of the water. And over 30, 40 feet of water, you'd be seeing all these bait fish and, and bluegills in that. And it's like they're right under the surface. They're all over the place. And then it hit me. Well, if their food is there, why wouldn't the bass be there too? Because a lot of times, instead of the bass coming out of deep water, traversing all up that incline to get, let's say, to the weedy area, the shallow area. Yep. All they got to do is go straight up. It's closer just to go straight up, and all their food is there. We started throwing baits at night right out in the middle over 30, 40 feet of water, and we caught fish, and we caught bass. I mean, they were out there, too, with, with their bait. I mean, there were fish in the right. shallows, too. You know, I mean, so, you know, they didn't all have to be in the shallow water. There were some right up at the surface of deep water smacking those other, you know, fish. You know, you so were. It was interesting. We were talking jitterbug before. Yeah. And uh, years ago, as a kid, I was with my cousin and brother, and we took a little rowboat, and we row trolled across the lake, and Rapala, whatever maps, we just chucked out, and one of the baits we had thrown out was a jitterbug. Mm -hmm. Well, we rowed to our destination, and we forgot all about that rod laying in the back of the boat mm -hmm. with the jitterbug still out in the water. Out in the deep water. 
And yeah. we we were we must have fished for about 10, 15 minutes. And we heard a splash. And we turned around and the rod was about to go overboard. That jitterbug had been sitting on top of the water, like I said, for 10, 15 minutes, and a pike grabbed it. Really? It was amazing. No mm-hmm. one was even winding. It was just it was floating just out there, there in the deep water. Yeah. So whether or not that <laughs> pike had followed it and then decided, or maybe, I don't know if there was a little wave action, I can't even remember, but a little wave action mm-hmm. made it look like some little, you know, morsel there for the yeah. pike to eat. It came up and smacked it. Couldn't wow. believe it. That's weird. Well, listen, you know what's coming up next, Danny? <clears throat> The Hornschwaggle. Well, that's right. Yeah. Danny's going to ask you three questions, three outdoor questions. You get two out of three correct. You will win a wonderful prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. All you got to do to be a contestant is call 799-1250 right now. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Coming to you live and unrehearsed from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studio. And let me tell you guys, I've been using that Baitmate trolling. I use the uh, Max one, that little stick thing to put a little paste on my crankbait trolling lures. And it sure as heck doesn't hurt because I'm catching fish. So on the line, we have someone who has a chance to win some Baitmate. Who do we got here, Greg? We have Rocky from New Berlin. Okay, Rocky, how you doing? Doing great. All right, so you know how this works. I'm going to make do. a statement. And no, uh, wait a minute, Danny. Hey, Rocky, this hey. is Tom. When Danny uh, said, you know how this works, you should have said, absolutely. Oh, God, you know, Rocky. <laughs> I, I apologize for Tom over here. Absolutely. These guys who thinks he's funny, and he's not. Okay, so here we go. If, it's, if I'm pulling your leg... <laughs> Uh, it's a horn schwaggle. If I'm telling the truth, it's no horn schwaggle. So here we go. The topic of the day is frogs. 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 Yeah. Well, you know, I got Tom over here. <laughs> looks like a, looks, looks like, like a big frog. frog and like I know, well, we aren't going to kiss him and he ain't going to turn into a prince either. So anyway, uh, frogs, it's a known fact that fish will not eat any frogs because they're all poisonous to them. Horn schwaggle. Or no horn schwaggle? I'm going to go with uh, horn schwaggle. That is a horn schwaggle. Got a ring there? Okay. I Abs- like that. Absolutely. I like that ring. Okay. Um, if you ever see a spotted frog, spotted frog, that's known as the cheetah frog. Horn schwaggle or no horn schwaggle? I'm going to go with horn schwaggle so, again. Horn schwaggle, because that's known as the leopard frog. Absolutely. Not the cheetah frog. And uh, the final one here, if you've been listening carefully to the show. When fishing, uh, plastic frogs, uh, like Tom Neubauer, bass expert likes to do, it's best to wait a few seconds before setting the hook when they smack it on top. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I'm going to go with uh, no hornswoggle. Wow. Get another ring over there. Good job, Rocky. You won. So... You're three for three. I feel good because last week uh, we didn't have a lucky contestant. We weren't able to send out a prize package. So, 
with the uh, uh, bait mate fish attractant, uh, what what flavor, what species of fish uh, would you like? They got walleye. They got basic game fish pan. Let's go with let's go with bass. Bass. Okay, so we're gonna go with bass. I believe they. I don't have my list with me here, but I believe they got that. And what kind of uh, insect repellent? Deet or deetless? Absolutely. Let's go with. Uh, let's go with uh, Let's go with DEET. DEET, do you want 25, 40, 100% DEET? How much? Let's go with uh, 40. 40% DEET. That's what everybody, that's a good all-around one. Okay. Absolutely. So I will, I will send this in for you, Rocky, <laughs> and uh, within a couple of weeks, they should get that sent to you, buddy. <laughs> all right. Thank so, you, Rocky. All right. Take Thanks, care, Rocky. man. Thanks, Rocky was laughing like crazy. Are you done over there? <laughs> you know, nothing like a guy who sells his own jokes. Oh, God, I love it. And he's the only one laughing. <laughs> that's uh, exactly what just happened. That's exactly what just happened. Absolutely. So, like, so like do you, oh, do you, you know, do you, like, are you funny, ha, ha, do you, like, do you amuse yourself over there? <laughs> Oh goodness! From Goodfellas, right? Yeah. yeah. Do I like? Do I amuse you? Am I funny? Am I funny like a clown? Do I? That's a good line. Do I? Do I amuse you? We would like. I would like to play that clip, but he swears too much. Yeah. The whole clip would be. Yeah. Beep 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 beep. It was. It was on. It was actually on. I think the movie channel this week. Was it? Yeah. And I was watching it. Were they beeping it? They were. They. They had to cut it. They had to cut a whole bunch of stuff. That's a movie you cannot watch on regular tilt. No, television. no, you gotta gotta see. You, you cannot, gotta get the DVD. It's, yeah, it, it's and your, I got, your entire the entire show is yeah. gonna be nothing but beeps or yeah. just silence. Yeah. Or when they the worst is when they try to impose another actor's voice that they think oh, sounds yeah, similar and, to and it, make a different and name, make a different oh, word. That's terrible. I hate that. When like they you do that. son of a you son of a buck. Yeah, and, yeah. and it, it, it's you son of a book <laughs> yeah yeah i hate that when Horrible. you do that yeah that's a great movie oh yeah there were some really good ones back then it, it, it's it always surprised me that you know joe pesci who's like five foot nothing all right and, and he's the he's the big tough guy killing people and beating people up <laughs> well you know short people tom tend to kind of have chips on their shoulders sometimes you ever heard the thing short short man syndrome napoleon complex yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that, so they're always yeah. But I'm just saying, in all those movies, Joe Pesci always paid played the the, the tough gangster guy. You know, he always did. Yeah. Always did. Pays to be Italian. Yeah. Well, why not? You know, and, and he could have opened an Italian restaurant because he is Italian. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, is yep. he Italian? Yeah. yeah is he just yes, playing Italian? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So anyway, um, so pass your glasses you know, over. You know what? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So. I've got the latest issue here, Tom, of uh, Boat U.S. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Boat U.S., and I would suggest if anybody out there is looking for boat insurance, uh, I've got uh, Boat U.S. insurance, and I've got mm-hmm. something called Trailer Assist, mm-hmm. where if you're, like, like if you have AAA and your truck breaks down, they'll cover that. But if you blow a tire on your trailer, no, they're not going to cover that. They just mm. cover your vehicle. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you have the, uh, with Boat US, if you have the uh, the uh, insurance with Trailer Assist, they'll come right on out and mm-hmm. help you with your trailer. So I had to do that last mm-hmm. year when I blew a tire. Right? It was great. They came, called someone, got it, just pulled that uh, 
card out of my wallet, mm-hmm. made a phone call, and someone was out there in 10 minutes. Wow. Changing a tire on the side of the highway. Can I give a little tip? I mean, if, if okay, for anybody who tows a trailer a lot, I mean, a boat trailer, yep. or even an RV or whatever, always have in your glove compartment or somewhere in your vehicle, not just, I mean, you got to have a spare tire. You should have a spare tire in your trailer, but have a bearing, a wheel bearing. Because if you blow a bearing, where the heck are you going to find one in the middle of nowhere? You know what I mean? And I learned the hard way, and I always carried a spare, just one spare wheel bearing for my trailer. Don't you need to put it in grease and stuff like that? Well, as long, well, yes, you should have the grease and all that in there too, but a little tube of grease is, is all you need, you know. Okay. But, I mean, just to have an S, because if that bearing goes, you're screwed, you know. It's one thing to change a tire. That's no big deal, but... If a bearing goes, oh, You never want to lose your bearings. No, you don't. You might no, you not don't. know where you are. Yeah. Uh, other tip, Tom, being as we're so full of you know great information, trailer tires are not like car tires. Mm-hmm. Now, like car tires, typically, like when I go to the quick change place, they don't, if the if the side sidewall says 45 pounds or whatever, they don't put it at 45. They put it lower than that. Mm-hmm. Trailer tires are meant to be at that pressure so like my trailer tires used to they say 50 and i used to put like 45 you know 46 in there uh no you got to get it at 50 the -hmm. other thing trailer tires are different in that it's not the mileage on the trailer tires it's it's the amount of years yeah so even if you don't have a lot of miles on your trailer tires you should change them out like every four or five years something about the uh the they get, rub, they the, get the, tire rot. They, they they deteriorate. Yeah, they do. And and they are they are made something. They're made different differently than car tires. Yeah. They're made differently. I think they're uh, because the trailer bounces up and yeah, down. Right, I don't right. think they're as hard. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So yeah. So even though you think your tires are great, you could have. You they know, might look good. They might look good, and right. then you're on your way up to Canada. So yeah, every uh, I think it's I think I read that it's like every four or five years you should probably change them out. So. Anyway, Boat U.S., back to the magazine here. Um, they're talking about the Trump budget impacts on boating, fishing, and clean water. And uh, got the magazine here, and it's they've got a bunch of uh, organizations here and, and what the proposed budget for 2018 is. And uh, some of them affect fishermen now. Uh, the one National Marine Fisheries Service, which is NOAA, N-O-A-A, uh, which is Commercial and Recreational Saltwater Fisheries Management. Um, the bu- current budget's 848 million, proposed 821 million, only a minus three percent. Um, so that doesn't look too bad. The uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Um, that one is at, uh, they have, uh, federal assistance for boating facilities, ramps, uh, sport fish restoration. That's at 30 million proposed for 2018 is 30 million. So that's going to stay the same. Um, minor cuts for us coast guard office of boating safety. That's the one that it looks like, uh, they're talking about cutting the most. It was at 8.2 billion. Now it's going to be at 5.7 billion. So minus 30%. So that looks like the major cut that they're talking about. But overall, it doesn't look like, uh, doesn't look like the uh, budget cuts will affect us that much. Um, not as much as the title of the article I would have thought there, Greg. So 
We don't have to worry about our fishing going to heck because of Trump budget cuts. Now, as far as where you're at, oh, what do we got? Someone with watermelons coming in? Look at that. We got Sal bearing gifts. Okay. All right. I wondered why Tom ran out the door there all of a sudden. Do we have to go to a break? We do. All right. Well, when we come back, we got watermelon salesman going to be talking to us. <laughs> You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll be back shortly. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 